Welcome to The Wrong Side, the podcast where we talk about the latest happenings in pop culture to help make sure you never find yourself on the wrong side of history. On today's episode, we'll be talking about The Sour Album by Olivia Rodrigo, Ariana Grande's wedding photos, and our one-year anniversary. Let's discuss. How's that low register working for you? You know, she's working. (laughs) For context to the listeners, I have a bit of a sore left tonsil or what's left of a left tonsil because (laughs) I did get a tonsillectomy when I was 18, but my, my throat hurts. And so in order for the vibrations of my, you know, cords to not tickle the back of my throat, I have to speak in a bit of a lower, more monotonous register. So if I sound a little different or I'm like more relaxed today, that's probably why. <laughs> Is it just because of allergies or do you think you're getting a little coldy poo or what's going on? It's at the end of May. I'm not sure. I definitely react to allergies, but more so with my lungy poos than my throaty mm. poo. But I don't know. It's just like, you know, when you wake up and like your throat feels dry and it hurts to swallow and it takes like an hour for your throat to like not be annoying. Yes. And I just like drink liquids all day because it feels good to like keep it cold and stuff. It kind of feels like an ear infection. Actually, I think it is now that I just touched my ear. (laughs) (laughs) She literally just stuck her finger in her ear as she was saying that. Confirmed. We don't even need WebMD. (laughs) We don't even wait question. Do you prefer when you have a sore throat? Do you prefer cold water over hot? I think they're both great, but I struggle managing my temperature. Oh, I see. I I get, and by that, I mean, I, I run warm. So I just prefer cold drinks. Like, I think it's better probably for me to drink hot stuff, but it feels like when I have like ice cold water that I'm sucking down, it feels like I'm icing the back of my throat and you're supposed to ice injuries. So you're not supposed to heat them. <laughs> okay. But know. also heating pads. Why would, why would heating pads be a thing? And what about icy hot? Icy hot. Both are good. Yeah. You make a good point. Thank you. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> good intro. Good intro as usual. Oh my God. Oh, today, instead of a question of the day, we are going to play the word association game, which we were both lamenting before we started recording that we can't really get people to play with us because they don't get it. And, you know, people never want to entertain learning a new game. Like if it's not a game they know, it's not a game they want to know. But happily, Emily and I both are familiar with the word association game. So we're just going to play a couple rounds and see. And okay, if you're unfamiliar, you want to take it away? No, 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 no. You go ahead. I was just saying it's ridiculous when people don't want to learn this game because it is literally the easiest game to learn. It's like a one sentence explanation slash rule. And then you just go into it. And even if you're confused after one round, you're like, okay, got it. Good, good, good. So I, again, I wish more people would ask me to play this, but whatever. We have each other. Go ahead. Exactly. So basically all we do is we count down from three. We might have to stagger it a, a bit. since we're I, on I was just going to say Zoom might be a little complicated. Yeah, but you count down from three. You say the first thing that's on your mind, like your first word that comes to mind. And then you take a second. And I said, me too. You take a second and you 
then try to come up with a word that connects, like links the two words you came up with. So you're basically trying to like create a funnel of association of words. So it's just one round. And then do you keep going or no? Once you get it, you like start over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The game is over when you land on the same word. You get the same word. Okay. Three, two, one. Peaches. Coffee. Okay. Ready? Okay. Yep. Three, two, one. Sugar. Cream. Oh, no. <laughs> I almost said a cream. Okay, 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 okay. Three, two, one. White. Mug. No, okay, you're not doing it right. <laughs> Wait, you said white? Once you keep going, you then you connect the two words you said. Yeah. The white and or so sugar and cream. Was Both that what you go were doing? in a mug? Okay. Well, sugar goes in many other things. Oh my God. Okay. 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 <laughs> Three, two, one. Ikea. Milk. Why <laughs> <laughs> Ikea? Because white mugs can be found at Ikea. Okay. What are we at now? Ikea and <laughs> milk. Okay. Three, two, one. Fridge. Money. Okay, this is not going well. I thought you and I would be like on the same. We almost got it. We almost got it with coffee and sugar and cream or what, whatever it was. Okay, literally your fault that you didn't say cream, but I know I almost did, but then I thought you would say sugar. Okay, okay. (laughs) Fridge, fridge and money. Okay, three, two, one. Lettuce trees. No. Okay. Okay. That's close. That's close. That's really close. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Trader Joe's. Oh my God. No. Okay. Produce and Trader Joe's. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Vegetables. Plastic. Oh my God. (laughs) It's like literally not going to happen for us. I don't think. Should we try a new one? Yeah. We just need to start over. We need to start over. Holy shit. How oh could God. you not say plastic, Emily? I thought we were just visualizing the type of food that was in there. I wasn't going to say like but cabbage. You have to come up to the association between Trader Joe's and vegetables. You could say plastic or you could say whatever you said for any grocery store. Oh my God. I don't know. Like, I don't use your head. Okay. We just need to start fresh. We need to start fresh right now. Should we try to do it fast? Like maybe we're just thinking too much. Okay, ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Glee. Laptop. Three, two, one. Netflix. Netflix. Yes! Yes! That was the solution. <laughs> we just need to go faster. That's great. Okay, amazing. Okay. One more, one more. Okay. And then okay, we'll okay, stop. Okay, okay. Three, two, one. Olivia Hello. Rodrigo. Pillow? <laughs> I said pillow. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. High school Bassett. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Troy Bolton. Shit. Okay. Cool. Cool. (laughs) Troy Bolton and Disney Plus. Three, two, one. Zac Efron. Get on it. Okay. So let's just end it here. Okay. whatever at least we got one i know and i think we were we basically got two because if i wouldn't have switched my answer to sugar we would have both gotten cream and then it would have been done so i'm really sorry for that yeah as you should we'll play this in person (sighs) 
Now, great segue because speaking of Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> speaking of Olivia. Oh my God, we have so much to discuss because Olivia Rodrigo dropped a new album. When this year began, Olivia Rodrigo hadn't even released a single as a recording artist, but by mid-January, she was setting streaming records and sitting atop the Billboard 100. Driver's License was an instant sensation and one of this year's biggest songs. And now Olivia Rodrigo has her first full-length album called Sour. So before we even get into the nitty-gritty, we just have to talk overall. Tell me about your thoughts on the album. Okay. First of all, I'm just so glad that you pointed out that, again, when this year began, she had not even released a single, a single single, which is just nuts to me. And it makes me so happy because do you remember when Billie Eilish released When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? And then, you know, Bad Guy was out and like all of 2019 was just Billie Eilish's year. And it was just so Ooh. satisfying to see. It's so fun to see someone explode like that. I'm getting that exact same feeling with Olivia Rodrigo. So I just think 2021 is her year. It is owned by Olivia Rodrigo. And I'm so happy. The album. I mean, you called it from the beginning. I feel like I can't even give an original thought because the second that I listened to it, no skip. You called it. I can't even use another word to describe it. It was so fun and different. And, you know, I do think my one critique, and I know you probably agree with this, is that it kind of felt like some songs were a little bit of the same. And it was all very obviously about Joshua Bassett and the breakup and the heartbreak songs and whatnot. But they're all so good, I can't even complain. So that's like the only minor critique I had. But I think it was also smart of her to start the album with a song like Brutal, which is definitely a little more out there for her. And so it was, I think, a good way to show the fans this is not going to be exactly what you think it is. There's going to be a fun few little surprises in here. And I'm just blown away by her. What did you think? Yeah. You captured my feelings very well. I think it is a solid first album for a new artist. And I think she is going to take over the fucking, what do you call it? What's, what's the music version of Hollywood? Like, <laughs> is there Nashville? a music version of Hollywood? <laughs> I guess because it's not Hollywood, but it is, you know what I mean? But anyways, I think it was amazing. I agree. I did, you know, there was, I think it was a personal thing more than anything that I was like, uh, every single, I mean, a lot of the songs are the same like story, like, oh, the, the other girl, you dumped me for her. I'm upset. And it's, it's a little bit tired, but I think it might also be that way because we were already like made to feel very tired of that because of the whole Olivia, Rodrigo, Sabrina, and Joshua thing. And we're just like so over that. And I also feel like it gives more people like shit to say. Like I, I have that critique over Olivia, but part of me feels that way because I just, I think she's so perfect and I don't want anyone to say anything bad about her. And that's like a valid criticism though. So like, I'm sad that it's like that because I wanted it to be like perfect for her. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> also, she has been getting a ton of not backlash, but I guess you could just say she's been getting, there's been a lot of conversation, particularly on TikTok now that the album's out about how like she's not very original and how, oh, she sampled all these songs or this sounds just like misery business or this yes. sounds like Taylor Swift song or that bridge sounds like a Taylor Billie bridge. Eilish. And like, yeah. And it's like, I get that, but like, 
why is that something to be upset about? Like she didn't plagiarize it. She's inspired and she's a young artist. And I think she's also doing like the, the way that she's actually blending all these different genres into one album and the vibe of the album as a whole is way different than anything that any of those artists are doing. Like Paramore is like all good for you vibes. That other song, I don't remember what it is, if it's Traitor or the other one that people are comparing to Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish is all that mellow, like low acoustic. Taylor, you know, she has grown and evolved, but each of her albums had a very consistent vibe too. So I think that still what she, what Olivia is doing is like really cool and new and different in her own way. I just love it. And I love the album even more than I listen to it. But I will say that by the by like three quarters of the way through, I don't have the track list pulled up, but by the one of the very last songs that like talks about a breakup and stuff, I was like, oh, another one. <laughs> so then when Jealousy Jealousy came up because we listened to it in order, I was like, thank God she wrote a song about anything else, literally anything else. Like, thank God. Yes. And then Hope You're Okay was another one where I was like, yes, love that this isn't a breakup song. Like, love that this is about something other than, you know, the fact that you were heartbroken because it's not that that's not cool, but I also want to hear about like what other stuff you're thinking about. So true. And I forgot to mention that in my opinion, signs of a good album include the following critiques. One, when you listen to it for a second time through, a third time through, a fourth time through, or like me, a 15th time through, every time you listen through, you have a new favorite. And that was definitely my feelings toward this album. And then second of all, you know how they'll release singles before the album. And then those are usually some of your favorites because you've just, you know, you're used to them. You've already listened to them a million times. So you already know how it goes. And it just has a sense of familiarity. I skipped through Driver's License and Deja Vu when I was listening to this album, which I feel like is a huge sign of how good this album was because I was like, no, 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 I'm ready for the new ones. I'm obsessed with these. Whereas I feel like with any other album that comes out, I'm always like, oh, okay, the singles are still my favorite. Props Hmm, to her. She hit two of those points. Also, we're idiots. I forgot that, you know how we discovered that it was going to be released at midnight? At nine, I didn't even think about East Coast versus West Coast. And so at nine o'clock, I started seeing everybody on Instagram posting pictures of the album on their stories. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like my dumb ass is waiting up until midnight. It's literally available right now. So I do want to call myself out on that one because that was a (laughs) rookie mistake. I know, but we did end up listening at nine. We got the notification and it was all okay. Tell me about what your favorite songs are. Two, three top songs. Okay, my favorite one, and again, this could literally change tomorrow, is Happier. Oh my God, I just, gets me every time. Second favorite, favorite crime. When Mm -hmm. the key change towards the end of the song, are you kidding me? I also just saw a live version on TikTok and it's like even better somehow. And then third favorite, honestly, I'm really, I mean, I know that this is one of the singles, but good for you. It has just been so fun for me to listen to on repeat. But again, I literally love all the songs. What are your favorites? So definitely when, like, right when we were listening the first time through Jealousy, Jealousy, I just loved so much because, and I think the reason is literally because it was like coming up for air after like the same (laughs) thing over and over again. And I was like, fuck yes. And I also liked that it was specific to like someone her age group, but it can also speak to like many, many different people. Like the fact that you're comparing yourself to other people, you're looking online, you know, their, their win is not my loss. Like I was like, that's fucking iconic. I love the fact that she's talking about that because I feel like that's not 
a theme that's necessarily been tapped into, even though it's so like universal right now because of social media and stuff. So love that one. Um, favorite crime. Another one. I think I saw that video on TikTok and then I realized how much I liked that song, yes. seeing her like singing it live and the live version, um, which is on our Vivo, by the way, if you want to watch it was like sounded exactly the same as the studio version so it made me love the studio version because I was like I can listen to that whenever I want um and then deja vu I think is another oh. one that I I like the little like that part and I just like musically and like yeah musically it's a really great song and I think that her producer is just super talented and definitely carried his weight on this album. And that's not to say that, you know, obviously Olivia had songwriting credits on every single song. So they pretty much did it together. Yeah, they're the next fucking Jack Antonoff and Taylor Swift, basically. Dude, I just so desperately want to rent a convertible for the day and just drive up and down the coast. I don't even care what state. Just put me on any coastline and just blast this album. Every single song just makes sense. Also, God bless TikTok for all this intel. I don't know if you've already heard this, but I hadn't heard this. And then I felt like a fake fan. In Deja Vu, do, do you know that she says, I love you, after she does the in between the chorus and the verse? And then she goes, I love you but I didn't even know that I saw that on TikTok I did see that oh Um, damn it she's very impressive but yeah if any of you haven't heard that go to deja vu go to around the two minute 10 second mark and then you'll hear it (laughs) now there is some speculation going around on the internet that there could be a second album have you heard about this no but well I read the outline so now I know (laughs) okay well, I'll read it out here today. So TikTokers have caught on to some suspicious patterns with the launch of Olivia Rodrigo's new album. They noticed that some of her merch and promo material include Sour Patch Kids. Like when people were going to her little drive through like meet and greet things, she was handing out Sour Patch Kids and there's like pictures of them and her different promo uh, photos and all that good stuff. Well, Sour Patch Kids tagline is first they're sour, then they're sweet. So people are speculating that there could be a second album that has more romantic love songs compared to the edgy breakup songs on Sour. The other reason this could be a reality is because first off, Olivia has tons and tons of unreleased love songs and fans everywhere were surprised that not a single one of them made it to the album. Also, Olivia Rodrigo is a Taylor Swift fan, so it wouldn't be out of the question to assume that she would use these Easter eggs. So what we're referring to here is there's, you know, before she kind of popped off and while she was just like, even over quarantine and before then when like most of her, all of her fame came from being on High School Musical, the musical, the series, she would just post videos to her Instagram of little blips of different songs that she wrote. I remember there was one that was called like Apocalyptic Crush. There was one about, it was based on Twilight, like from Bella's perspective to Edward. And everybody was like, oh my God, like get this girl an album. And so people were really shocked that not one of the unreleased songs was on this album, which is why people are like, oh my God, is there a sweet album coming where she's going to put in all of her like love song, you know, ballads or whatever that shows her more delicate side? I don't know. It would make a lot of sense because Sour is like a really weird name by itself. Like, where does that come from? You know what I mean? Unless she's like bitter. (laughs) But also, is this like a partnership with Sour Patch Kids? Like, you know what I mean? They have to be paint whether they approach her or she approached them there has to be some sort of a partnership here we Concert can't just ignore that that's so true like what do they get out of the deal yeah like she can't just be 
calling an hour uh, what she can't be calling an album sour and then another one sweet and then not be involved with sour patch kids i feel like that means i don't think that's a copyright infringement because like sour and sweet are like two of the five core flavors you know what i mean like copyright flavors like how dare sour patch kids take two of the five and expect everybody every other brand to work with the other three yeah exactly look out for Look out for her third album coming in 2022, Umami. <laughs> Dude, every single time I make you laugh, you're like dying on the camera because you push your face away from the mic. And then on the podcast, when I listen back, I'll say something funny. And then it's just silence and me laughing at myself, despite that I'm laughing with you. So just know that when I, just, I make funny jokes, that's what's going on. Okay? I do laugh. I laugh. I laugh really loudly. So I don't, I try not to laugh into the mic. Otherwise it's an editing nightmare. So I'm sorry. I'll try to do like a, a 50%. Well, you know, back. what's an, you know, what's just a nightmare. People thinking I'm not funny. So I'm going to need you to fucking <laughs> change that. <laughs> Everyone thinks you're hilarious, but no, that would actually be iconic. If what if she came out with five <laughs> albums and every single one was Salty. just a different flavor? What are the five flavors? I was like, just going to ask you. I felt like you knew. It's sour. S- wait, maybe. Yeah. Sweet, salty, sour, bitter, and umami. And they just added umami. It's like they dropped Pluto and they added umami. Oh, get the- wrecked. Wait, that's actually, that would be such a good idea. If she doesn't do that, no, I that would be so fucking stupid. No, no imagine an album named Umami. I would listen to that shit. I mean, by itself. I would buy having so that much merch. Her. Everybody wearing Umami t-shirts this summer. <laughs> okay, well, then you should go pitch that to her. I'm sure she'll appreciate it. What? I have to pee so bad. Oh my God, go, 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 be free. You want to wrap this up and then we can, and then I can pee? Yes, of well, no, just okay. just go pee. I think we're I think we're done here. I'm just amazed at this incredible artiste. She is truly an expert. She knows what she's doing. Definitely the Gen Z's Taylor Swift, even though they're allowed to love Taylor Swift. She is theirs. And I'm already ready for the next album. That's sad. Same. I really hope that there is a second album. Because I I felt that like when I was looking on Spotify, it says it's a 34 minute and 46 second album. Like that's really, really short. You that's know what not I mean? long so, like, enough. Bring on the juice. Well, and maybe Taylor has inspired her because of Taylor's re-recordings and dropping like 50 albums in a year. Maybe Olivia will drop two albums in one year. Which, that would actually be really, really fucking iconic of her because Taylor made history when she did that. And then Olivia would say, oh, thank you for setting the precedent. Let me just capitalize on that coin. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Business decisions. Okay, I'm going to go pee. Okay. Let me just say that. Okay. You don't have to cut... Just keep it. Honestly, just keep this in. It's a good vibe. Anyway, that's that. So what I was going to say before you had to leave to pee was that if Olivia Rodrigo goes on tour this summer, I'm buying tickets. I don't know. <gasps> we should I'm, go together. If I'm the, if th- we're the oldest people there, I don't even care. We're going. We totally wouldn't be. We're pretty youthful. You know, I'll be interested to see like what her tour like situation looks like because I don't know that she's like a dancer or a big stage performer that doesn't mean she can't become one totally. that just means she's not super obviously not versed in that yet you know what I mean so that'd be I cool like, I feel like it would be all about the aesthetic like I feel like it would there'd be cool props that would like bring her up like raise her into the middle of the arena where she's not moving a lot but it's all beautiful and gorgeous and more of the set design versus the movement that is a great it would literally be like a Gen Z concept 
there would be sage greens there would be lilac purples there would be light yellows black would be black so much black there would be sunglasses there would be skirts there would be platform sandals there would be checkered pants there would be crop tops crop tops everywhere there'd be there hair would be, clips there would be butterfly clips hair clips there will be sort of casey musgraves vibes and there will be backup dancers that do all the yes. work there's the concert we just sold it to everybody you can find <laughs> tickets go out one month from today buy them by venmoing audrey weatherhead on venmo and just put the line that it's for the olivia rodrigo concert i'll know what you're talking about i'll get we you we'll get those tickets for you in a heartbeat don't even worry or just dm the wrong side and we will 100 we'll just send you a paypal link or we'll just hit you with the request and no worries we got you covered you can trust us with your money yeah especially cash yeah and yeah. um gift cards that I aren't addressed think- to anybody I think we can guarantee anybody that will get them tickets, but I think we can throw in a little extra guarantee if it is in cash and or Amazon gift card, preferably. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, under we'll, the, we'll just prioritize the, the request. Under the table, you know? Yeah. 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 Speaking of under the table, <laughs> Ariana Grande secretly got married to her beau Dalton Gomez just a few short days ago. Simply captioning the images 5-15-21, Grande shared photos of her and Gomez kissing during the intimate Montecito, California ceremony as she wore a sleek custom white dress by Vera Wang and he sported a suit by Tom Ford, which that sentence... I hate being poor. I know. I think about it's not it that I'm day. poor. I hate being not rich, you know? Yep, yep, yep. And I just... According to Vogue, which covered the wedding, Grande walked down the aisle accompanied by her parents. A rep told people it was tiny and intimate, less than 20 people. The room was so happy and full of love. The couple and both families couldn't be happier. I bet they couldn't because they're just so rich and they're so rich. No, I I read this before we started recording that apparently at the Met Gala a few years ago, Ariana and Vera like talked and apparently Vera promised her that when the time came, she would create her wedding dress, the whole look for her. And I'm just like, imagine that being just, you know, your casual run in, like, you know how you might run into an old friend and they're like, oh my God, if you ever need this, let me know. And I can totally help you out. Imagine that being Vera Wang. And she's like, yeah, I'll do your entire wedding day. Look, no problem. I feel like Vera Wang got so, like, I feel like her dresses got so popular through movies. Like, I feel like Bride Wars, there's a Vera, like Vera Wang's in Bride Wars. I'm pretty sure. Is she? That would make sense. Yes. I almost watched that the other day, actually. But then it was, ugh, I can't find it anywhere for under like $4. And I'm just like, oh my God, you're so stingy. Poor. <laughs> four dollars Are you kidding me? Oh my God, someone please. Vote. Honestly, just fucking get cable again because it's on all the time, I feel like. You know what I want to do? I've seen so many TikToks. Sorry, we're really spiraling already in like the first minute of this story. But have you seen all those TikToks where people will be going to someone's bachelorette or someone's 21st birthday and they'll write on the back of the car, you know, oh, it's somebody's birthday or oh, she's getting married, buy them a drink, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll attach a Venmo handle and some of these people will get thousands of dollars. I kind of want to do that. I don't know what I'm going to write on the car, but I want to just rent a car somewhere in like a really rich neighborhood and just be like, Venmo 
Emily for, or, you know, Venmo this person to support a good cause. And I'll just leave it at that. Very ambiguous. But it's just insane to me, like how much money people have and why they're not giving to me is just boggling, boggling <laughs> to my mind. I feel like to succeed in that, you need to be like actually like on the road. Oh, mm-hmm. that too. <laughs> so we can call up some of our friends and, <laughs> uh, but, but you anyway. need to be like on a freeway, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I could try both. I could do a nice little drive by at like sunset and in a nice neighborhood when people are out on walks. And then I could try a nice freeway excursion, cross country road trip. I could just drive back to New York and say, help, I'm going back to New York. I'm going to need some money for rent. Uh huh. Yeah. I'll say following my dreams really pull tug at the heartstrings, you know. I'm on Vera Wang's <laughs> website. <laughs> they don't list their prices. <laughs> Oh my God. I don't even want to know. Wait, but David's bridal carries Vera Wang. No shit. Are you serious? Wait, what? This, this dress is, is on sale from $1,200 to $350 on David's bridal. Maybe she feels bad for us normal folk. She wanted to give one accessible dress. I guess they're out of season. They're probably out of season. It's just like, have you looked, I mean, I know that everybody has probably probably at one point looked at pictures of Vera Wang and been like, how the hell is she, does she look like that at her age? She is 71 years old and she she's literally so youthful. 25. It's crazy. I the want orange like sports bra picture. I, I, my mind can't even unpack that, how that's possible. Now I'm just looking at wedding dresses. Oh my God, this is so toxic. What did you think of Ariana's look? Were you surprised? Did it seem on brand for her? I think it seems on brand. It A lot of people are saying is very Audrey Hepburn vibes, which I can definitely see that. And totally. I mean, she's gorgeous. She can pull off anything, but that freaking silhouette and that low back, I mean, and her little like bow veil situation. She just looks iconic. Oh, she's so pretty. Did you see her platform heels? Because I feel like not enough people are talking about that because there's that picture of her hugging Dalton and nobody really looks at her feet. They're just like, oh, how cute. You know, they're hugging. She's smiling. Look at how high her shoes are. I wish they said in this Vogue article, they're at least like seven inches high. I'm not seeing that in any of these photos. I'm not seeing her shoes. I just pasted the link. Click on that immediately. It's It's the main picture. Oh, wow. Those are extreme. I guess she just really wanted to be the appropriate height compared to her man's because I know she would be so short. Isn't she only like five foot two? Google it. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Okay. I don't know if this is right, but this one (laughs) literally says she's five feet and half an inch tall. Wow. I mean, makes sense because she looks really, really short. That's what's crazy to me about celebrities is that, you know, if I ever ran an Ariana Grande on the street, I would literally be a foot, a full foot taller than her. That's nuts to me. A full foot? Yeah. You're six feet tall? Yeah, on a good day if I stand up straight. I'm between 5'11 and six foot, whatever. I change it up every day. Like, depending on who you're talking to, like, what you want out of them. Yeah, like, like if you want to yeah. be dominating, then you you tell them you're a six. But if you want to be like a delicate bean, you like tell them you're a five eleven. Yeah, like cute and fun and flirty. I'm like, oh, I'm just like five eleven. Maybe I'll even do like five ten and a half. She's so pretty. I know that's those were pretty much my only thoughts. I mean, I think it's so fascinating that we still really don't know anything about this Dalton character. And I mean, good for them. I imagine that after all of her relationships, especially with Mac Miller and Pete, that she really 
is just over it, you know, like having everything be everybody's business, but it's just so crazy. Like this guy literally has an Instagram with like 4,000 followers. He's private. He just, you know, his bio is something about how, you know, how he's in real estate and it's just nuts. Like it looks like a pretty normal profile. And then you look at the profile picture and it's him and Ariana Grande. And you're like, what a life to live. He is living the actual dream. Truly. He is the person that people aspire to be that they're like, there's hope for me. You know, I just need to be in a circle that deals with rich, with rich people, AKA real estate. And there just Mm -hmm. might be a small, small shot for me. I honestly, like, I think the same, what you just, the way you described Dalton, a lot of ways, the same could be said about Ariana. Like we don't really know that much about her and she hasn't been like, I mean, well, and I was going to say she hasn't been very vulnerable, but obviously she's been like in really vulnerable positions because of like Mac Miller and all of her relationships and all of that stuff. But like, I feel like we don't know her personality super good. Is there an Ariana Grande documentary? Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't there a sweetener one? I swear. Yeah. Cause I feel like they cover Mac a little bit. Yeah. Excuse me. I love you. Is it good? I don't actually know that I watched it. So maybe I will. Which that's so interesting because Ariana is like one of the biggest names in pop culture, but I haven't even like heard of that and I haven't watched it. There was, you had heard of it because we both, we talked about it when it came out and we were like, oh, we should watch that. Definitely going to watch that. And we were like, no, we just never did. No, we're good. But I lately, like the, the artist documentaries just haven't been hitting for me unless it's like an artist that I really, really care about. Like if Olivia Rodrigo came out with one, I would watch it. I was just going to say, who do you think is going to be the next star to have a documentary? Probably. Well, I mean, they all, you notice how like anytime someone starts getting famous, they just start recording or hire a film, like, because that's, everybody does that. And so it's like, who else, whoever else is on the rise, like they'll probably have a documentary, but in terms of ones that'll like pop off the way that like Billy's did, probably Olivia. I would say and Addison Ray talk about how quickly she, yes or Dixie or Charlie there is a ch- well they're doing the Charlie or the D'Amelio show which will probably have some documentary undertones at least in, in the introduction but it's all going to be oh we shot to fame so quickly and it was so crazy and uncharted territory and we never knew that it was going to be like this and I could have never predicted this in a million years and blah, 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 blah. nailed it I'm sure that's what excuse me I love you is actually though excuse me I love you is a little bit deeper into her relationships so god I mean her relationship sorry her career her career yeah not so much her personal life god I just this wedding the dinner tables that they had the lush greenery this is just so elegant and beautiful and oh I think about this all the time I mean you said it perfectly I just wish that I could be rich even if it was just for a week just to experience (laughs) that life yeah, I'm sure it has its trials and tribulations, but it definitely sounds super nice. I'm just scrolling. I'm so like, I'm so enamored by her. She seems so perfect in a way that is unsettling. You know what I mean? Did you see her earrings? They're the She had pearl and diamond earrings to match her engagement ring. And apparently, I didn't know this, but one is upside down, which is apparently a nod to the whole like aesthetic that started the sweetener era. You know how she's upside down oh, in that album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cute. 
The meaning well, behind this is significant to Ariana as it represents appreciating the lowest or the upside down moments in her life and how they have contributed to where and who she is now. And that was from Vogue who covered the goddamn wedding. So that is a fact. That is a confirmed source. And how, does, <laughs> how do these contracts work? I mean, it's Vogue, which is incredible. So it's not like she had like entertainment or like the New York Post covering her wedding. You know what I mean? So it's not trashy at all. If Vogue offered to cover my wedding, I'd say, hell yeah. But how does this happen? How much money? I don't know. I'm sure it's the same as any other like feature. I feel like a lot of people, I don't think you, do people get paid by publications? I feel like they pay to be in the publications or at least like there's a mutual benefit. I'm sure there are contracts, but it feels like that's like a, that's a, that's a PR move to get yourself written up in Vogue because Vogue is so internationally revered as being extremely like high profile, high society, good, like makes you look good basically. Yeah. So did her PR person say, Hey Vogue, she's getting married. We want you to feature it. We're giving you the exclusive. Here's, I guess they would in that sense, if it's like, we're giving you the exclusive pay up but then how did the publications make money i don't know i know i i never understand what that looks like even with i don't know you know when it comes to celebrities appearances on talk shows it's like what side is getting a little bit more of the benefit you know because if you have like a huge star on your show then it's going to get your show a lot of views but also the stars go on these shows to promote whatever movie or show or music or whatever they're trying to promote so it's just crazy but the fact that vogue covered this wedding I'm just like, oh. Why don't you know that? You work for NBC. I don't should, see the money. I don't see the should, money flowing through. I know. I'll try to do a little. Do me a favor. DM Daddy Lorne. You're And so just right. get some tea so that we can okay. pop off as a podcast, you know? Okay. That's a great point. I'll I'll get started on that. Or I'll just DM Ariana and say, hey, so did you pay Vogue? Hey, girly. You? Let me know. Hey, girly. Congrats. <laughs> Hey, boss babe, you look like you need some hair care. (laughs) Your hair looked so great at that wedding. However, I'm sure it's dry as hell now. Lucky for you, we have some restorative product that we think would be really beneficial for you in your long, luscious locks. DM me. In your hair hair care journey. (laughs) Now, speaking of journeys, we just had to take a second to pat ourselves on the back and celebrate one full year of the wrong side podcast you guys this is the last story of the day the hottest story of all and that is that we are celebrating one year i never thought we could do it emily truly i'm just kidding i did but i will have to say i don't do good at like commitments other than to my loving boyfriend james but you know how i told you about my bullet journal thing where i like write my journal every day yeah stop doing that no (laughs) I thought yeah. you were doing it as of a week ago. I was. I stopped doing it a week ago. No, get back on. Get back on. I tried doing the 10 second a day thing that you did or whatever. The 10 and, second a day? Or five or one second a day. <laughs> Sorry. That would be the longest video. It is okay, still the longest. One second video. a day was actually hilarious. I remember when we were living together and I would show you mine and you were like, okay, that really is fun to like look back on memories. And then you would always forget to record when you were actually doing stuff. So you just had like 20 clips in a row of you just watching friends in bed. God, it makes me so sad. That. It's like the sadness of my life because I know that I love having those memories, but I hate like taking pictures and not living the moment, you know? Wait, we're getting sidetracked though. You're so right. You're so right. The pod. What I was going to say is that you 
you keep me grounded and you keep me inspired. And I just know, you know, we, we, we have each other's back if we need to like support each other on all the stuff that happens behind the scenes. But then when it actually comes to like the time where we start recording and sit down, the energy is always there because you're one of my best friends. And I fucking love like just being able to talk to you and stuff. Oh my God. No, I will say that obviously this podcast was born out of a way to just have an outlet to discuss and share info with all of our people that don't want to read all the, you know, they don't want to click the link in bio on e-news. They don't want to read these long articles. They just want the tea and they want it in a fun way. And so that is where this whole idea was born. But I will say that the biggest benefit that has come out of it is literally just Zooming with you once a week, every week for an entire year. I think especially in a pandemic, you know, when the pandemic first started, I loved all the Zoom calls and I was on Zoom calls all the time, you know, and so were you for happy hours and game nights and all this fun stuff. And then after a couple months, I'm at the point now where I'm like, if anyone even wants to FaceTime me, I'm like, can we just do a phone call instead? Because I'm like so sick of video calls. But however, this one is like, this is the one that I do love. And it's just been so nice to just have that consistent chat with you. And, you know, even bullet journal aside, the start of these episodes, we always talk about what we're up to and what's happened in the last week and all that good stuff. And so it's just a fun way for us to make memories while living apart. And I just love that. It's true. It gives me goo goo vibes. Like something that I thought about was how, you know, there's a lot of friendships where, it's not always like daily or weekly communication and those friendships are great too. And, and I appreciate having those friendships actually, cause I can't do like that. I can't do that. But I noticed like, you're always at the top of my message chain. Cause we're always oh. just like touching base usually about podcast stuff, but then that just lends into like other life stuff too. And I just think that's really fun. And I mean, I, it's not that hard to be at the top of my message chain because I literally <laughs> don't text anybody except for like my family and stuff. So don't, you know, don't get let that get don't to get your head or anything. <laughs> but no, yeah, I just frequently, to... frequently at the top of mine as well. And so oh, I like how you said frequently, but not always. Got I it, mean, got like, it. I didn't want to use the same word. I don't want to like copy you word for word. Okay. Ugh, it's fine. We all know Emily has like too many friends to even count. No, no, literally everyone stop with that mindset because then people don't talk to me because they're like, oh, she's probably talking to her other friends and then I don't have anybody to talk to. So please stop with that mindset. <laughs> well, you are. You literally are always talking to your other friends. Whatever. And Don't I will say, you, your bravery and your boldness, that was what started. Like, you were the one that <laughs> really put this podcast in motion because I was panicking for a second there a year ago. I was like, people are going to think I sound dumb. I remember we recorded sort of like a practice episode just to get used to the mics and, you know, the volume and and sort of the format and the layout of our podcast and what it was going to look like, how long would our episodes be, all that good stuff. We were just sort of testing everything. And I remember I listened back and the second that I heard my voice, I was like, nope, I can't do it. I was like, I, you need to find a different co-host. I don't want to do this. And you were definitely the one that pushed us out there, pushed me out there and got this ball rolling until I finally got comfortable. And then it actually became something that I looked forward to every week. So without your boldness, this would not have happened. It was overwhelming at first. And I also, and I have to say like you, that may be the case from your perception, but also the fact that we've actually kept doing it is because of you. Like if you would have been like, uh, let's, should we just skip this week? I'd be like, sure. And then we would do it again. And then we'd be like, ah, eh, whatever it fizzled out. Like I can totally see that scenario happening, totally. but I feel like, I don't know. I think you're really dedicated in a way that like 
I'm not like quite as much just inherently. I don't know. It's inspiring. So we balance each other out. We really do. We literally talked about this on the first episode when we were talking about our Enneagram types or our, (laughs) just like our personalities, our signs, like all that good stuff. We really do balance each other out. And I'm But also like why (laughs) I wanted to have a podcast with you because of that feeling of like, we could just talk forever. Like when we live together and we could like laugh at anything forever. And you are just so easy to make laugh. And that, that makes me feel incredible. So you're Even just if they great... can't hear it on the pod. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so sad, Emily. I'm not even kidding. Like, I'll be like, oh, she's laughing there, but no one can hear it. And then it just sounds like I'm giggling to myself and it's super uncomfortable. So maybe I'll like post myself up against a wall for future episodes. That way I can't lean back. I have to stay by the mic <laughs> or like get a little. That's, your, that's <laughs> singular. your singular flaw is that you don't make your laughs loud enough. I get that. We all have a good laugh. Fun. It's okay if it's too loud. I think a loud laugh is better than no laugh. Garage band says otherwise. Okay. Well, I just wanted to take a second to, you know, go down memory, memory lane, lane, memory memory lane and congratulate ourselves because it's a huge milestone. So congrats to the wrong side. And thank you to all of our listeners who have stayed with us, grown with us, shared us, followed us. It's just been really cool. It's not like we have a huge, you know, we're like, we've mentioned many times on the podcast before we do not make money off of this podcast and you're welcome for not having ads yet, (laughs) but we're humble. It's still really cool. Like no matter how many, the number of listeners, it's so cool. Just knowing that people are actually tuning in on every Monday when we drop the pod so thank you so much for being with us and it really is like it's super fucking cool (laughs) no yeah I mean here we are saying you know you did this and you did that but truly I know we say this every pod and you guys are probably like oh whatever they're just saying thanks when we have weeks I feel where we're kind of like oh god it's been a busy week and you know the pod was a little rushed and it just it feels a little bit more of like a burden or like you know another project or assignment than it does like a fun thing which is not that much of the time but every now and then during those busy weeks and then we'll release the episode on Monday and then you guys start either texting us or DMing us or responding to our stories and then we'll have you know people that we haven't talked to in years like reach out and tell us that they listen or they'll send us you know screenshots of saying like oh my friend listens every week and she loves it. And it truly makes our day every time. Like, I know that we respond and say that. And sometimes it feels like people just say, Oh my God, thank you. It means so much. (laughs) But seriously, like that has motivated us so much through the last year. And we just really appreciate that. I couldn't have said it better myself. It's, it's really cool. I could not imagine that somebody would actually want to listen to me talk or talk to someone or, you know, shoot the shit about stupid fucking (laughs) pop culture bullshit. But nonetheless, it's just can't thank everybody enough for that, that kind of support. So, okay. Well with that, I think we will close it. So again, thanks for being with us. You guys know the drill. We talked about putting this at the beginning of the episode last year, last episode, and I forgot. So maybe next episode we'll do that. And maybe then we'll finally get some new fucking reviews because goddamn, if somebody's feeling frisky and wants to share us on their Instagram stories, I think that's the best way to get the word out. So please do that. With that, I think it's time to close it. We love you all. And we'll see you next week. Bye, Bye. guys.